This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. We have such big news for you today. Maybe it's not big news. We don't care, but it's big news for us. So we're going to go with it. Today is season one of episode, I mean, season three of episode, fuck, what am I saying? Episode one of season three. Fuck my life to death. Oh my God. What the hell? She's really excited. I am really excited. I'm so excited. I I, I can't get it out. I feel like I've had a stroke or something. It's like ridiculous. I know. Just get it out. Can we please move on? Anyway, also big news. Bruce and I got to go out for the first time last night in like four months. In like four months because now we have four kids. Look, so And this, we're on eternal lockdown. So I don't have a phone right now. It's been a, a fucking adventure. Um, but I didn't see the message that Danielle sent me that was like, we're going to be there. Because usually we make plans and Danielle's like, well. So we've learned not to commit. Ah. <laughs> Because most of the time now, it's like, you know, one of the kids will, like, you know, watch the youngest one, but we're too fucking tired to go anywhere. Right. So, <laughs> I get... <laughs> or I'll have, like, the kids will be like, let's have ice cream! And then I'm like, oh, well, now I've just ruined everything because now I eat ice cream and I can't do anything else after so that. So, I get to the pub and I'm all angry because, first of all, I could not find a fucking place to park because it was packed. Oh, yeah, she was. She had very bad chi. And I'm, have, I'm having anger issues, people. So, anyway... <laughs> I get to the front door and Lisa was sitting out there and she was like, well, Danielle has a table. And I thought she was talking about daughter Danielle. Right. And she was like, no, your friend Danielle. Mm-hmm. I was like, but she's actually in there. <laughs> she was like, yes, are you sure? She was like, yes. And I was like, if I go in there, <laughs> I'm going to see her face and she's going to have a table. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Yes." And I was like, "Thank fucking God." And then I get in there and it wasn't my table. So, even though I had somewhere to sit, I still wasn't happy because it wasn't my table. Yeah, there was um a girl that comes in and um I guess Jamie is you're used to seeing her all the time, but and Ava Bruce was like, "She's here all the time. Like, how do you not see her?" I was like, "I yes. don't know." And I think she has um she some has, mental challenges, she's I guess. Autistic. Um, but she comes in all the time. She does karaoke, but when she comes in, she's dressed in head to toe in like Sesame Street yep, stuff. Yep, she loves Sesame Street. And she has, um, headphones on. I guess, uh-huh. I don't know if it's noise it's canceling. It's a sensory issue. Yeah, so she has the headphones on, but she does karaoke, so it's like really yeah. interesting, like how she learns to function through it. And she's very it. good. Yeah, and yeah, she was. She, I mean, she knows it's Despacito backwards and forwards. Well, so. she brought, the only thing, well, before I realized... What was her deal, I guess? Uh, she had this baby in her arms, like this little, like... It's a little... Like stuff. a Muppety-type yeah, looking thing. Yeah, a Sesame Street baby. And it had, like, um its own little seat. She that, has a little high chair that It's like a high table. chair, yes. And she brought the high chair, and, and it clipped it to the cup. table. Yeah, well, and that was the other thing. So I'm like, watch this. I'm, like, fucking fascinated. And she puts the little baby in the little high chair thing. She goes and gets a drink. She brings a drink back. She takes the lid off the recipe cup, which is also Sesame Street. She pours her alcoholic drink inside no, of that. it's not alcoholic. Oh, it's not alcohol. It's just a soda? She drinks maybe one day a year. Oh, really? And it's just one drink. She okay, because I didn't know what it so was. She, I assumed it was an alcoholic drink. Right, it's just soda. And she put it in a sippy cup. 
And and I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? Because it was like, you know, it's a bar. You know what I mean? And he was like, she's in here all the time. And then you got there and you told me what it was. And I'm like, now it makes sense. Because it would not have dawned to me in the least that there would be somebody that had like, you know, special men- mental challenges that would have been in the pub. So she it was very just, confusing. She just turned 27 and we all attended her birthday party at the pub, which was, guess what? Sesame Street theme. Was it? We all got invitations. You we did? All, we all got um Cookie Monster Oreos. We oh. all got Elmo Rice Krispie Treats. Well, how does she get there? Um, She gets dropped off. Yeah? By her caregivers. And oh. she is there every night of the damn week. Every night? She is there. At, well, not Monday. Because there's nothing going on. She's there on Tuesday because there's karaoke. She's there on Wednesday because there's bingo. She's there on Thursday because there's karaoke. She's at, on the rocks on Friday because there's karaoke. Oh. And then she's back at Chrissy in a pub on Saturday or Sunday because karaoke. Karaoke. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, and it's kind of interesting. Everybody really takes to her, though. Here's the thing about her. She was diagnosed with autism very late in life. Mm. Like, she, I don't think she was diagnosed until she was 24. What? And she has major sensitive, sensory issues like, she can't brush her teeth because the, the noise that makes it in her head is uh-huh. unbearable. Um, there's a lot of things that go on with her. But she functions with other adults. Right. But she acts like a child. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, some of it is for attention. And I know that's terrible to say. Mm-hmm. But I've been around her, and, you know, she's sexually active. She She's not. What? So there's certain aspects of her, like... Oh, I love Elmo and Sesame Street and all this. But also, I still like to drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, and fuck. Oh. So, and I know that there's probably a balance, and I know I'm feeling, like, and I just don't understand it. Yeah, there's, I mean, because I'm even, I was, it was shocking in and of itself, yeah. But, you know, I do have an autistic nephew who is highly functioning, and he, he deals with things differently. Mm-hmm. But he still basically he he doesn't fluctuate like that, right? Like no, no, very, no. Yeah, no. It's very. But maybe because she was diagnosed so late, I don't see how. Like I mean, because I was in pediatric pediatric neurology, so I'm like, I just I don't see how they missed her. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I mean, now that you're saying that, I don't know how it was missed. I mean, we don't know know. how she grew up. Maybe there wasn't a lot of doctor's appointments. Maybe. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, even in school. School is like the biggest indicator. Unless she was homeschooled, they would have called on her very, very quickly. She went to school in Chile. Okay. So she was in Chile for a while. Okay. Um, I think, because her and Chris, my brother-in-law, um, will talk to each other, and he was like, she's like, oh, what are you? And he's like, well, I'm from Chile. And then she was like, oh, I lived in Chile. And they talk about that. Okay. So it might have been there that it was passed over, but... I mean, I they're know. pretty advanced. It's not like they're like. Well, and the whole point of it too was that she was sitting at your table, and you were fucking pissed off. You're like, "That is my fucking table. It Everybody is. knows that's my goddamn table." I was like, "Oh my god, I'm probably, I'm not used to seeing you like that." You're usually like little Miss Mary Muffet. Like you're just so happy. I was not you're feeling usually it last all night. the time. I was like, "Oh my god, I was what not is happening?" The bullshit. I was not feeling the people. Like I was like, "Fuck all y'all." Like the people at my table were the happy, like the only people that I wanted to be around. <laughs> So, well, yesterday was, was kind of interesting, like, for Bruce and I. It was, like, the, the one-year anniversary of the date that we, or the time that we went on our first date. 
And so to us, that was always like our anniversary. And we had been talking for a little while prior to that, but then we never got to meet until a little later. But so it was like technically like our one year, true one year anniversary yesterday, even though we're already married. So anyway, uh, we went to the Augustine Inn and it's over in Port or uh, Augustine, right? Port Penn, Mm -hmm. like right near Augustine Beach. So if you guys ever come through here, it used to be like a biker bar. Mm -hmm. And I remember because I would drive, I've driven past it quite a few times. So there's always like bikers there. Well, that's all out of there now, and it's, like, really good food, like, you know, like, a more of an upper-class environment, and it was expensive. Like, for two of us to eat, it was, like, 90 bucks. Oh, shit. So, it was, but it was worth it, because it was, like, you know, how often are we going to have, like, all these anniversaries? You know, you get, like, one a year. So, anyway, we went to the Augustine Inn, and I just, I can't explain to you how good it was. Like, the atmosphere was good. The service was good. The food was completely excellent. It was, like, higher-end food that you wouldn't expect to get, because it's kind of really out of the way. We didn't have any kind of weight. So if anybody's in um, passing through Delaware and you're ever going down Route 9, which is like a big old destination for people on the back roads when you want to miss out on the traffic, stop in at the Augustine Inn because it was really good. And no, they're not paying me, but if you want to, guys, hey. But <laughs> for the for that, but, um, so we did that and then we got out. Um, we tried to go to the Derby right. over at Cecil County and it was so packed. There was like nowhere to sit. And I was like, if you think I'm standing up, for three fucking hours watching a derby, you were sadly mistaken. Right. So he was like, "Well, now let's just go." But next like, year we'll get here earlier. I'll stand for, but not watching cars run into each other. Well, now I was like, "It's hot in the heat." Yeah, it's heat and it's hot, and I was expecting to be able to sit. And we got there an hour ahead, but I guess you got to get there like two hours ahead and everything. And your cousin Rachel was there, and apparently, I thought my aunt. Well, my one aunt was there, and I guess I thought it was her that was screaming my name. Or whatever, but I, I wasn't sure if that's what I heard. And it wasn't until hours later, like when we were at the pub, and Bruce was like, I think somebody was calling your name earlier. I'm like, Well, dude, why would you say something? Because I thought I heard something, but I wasn't sure. Well, come to find it wasn't even my aunt, it was Rachel, oh. your cousin Rachel. So I'm like, That's so crazy. And she was like, You could have sat with us. And I'm like, I didn't know you were calling me. And she was like, I called your name like three times, but I only heard it once. So, and I, but I wasn't sure because then I looked around and I didn't see anybody, but I'm also kind of blind as a bat. But anyway, so we ended up at the pub with you guys and uh-huh. we got a little night out and the boys watched, um, Aiden. called 17 times. He did. And for stupid shit too. He was like, oh, we don't have any more milk. I'm like, mom's at the bar. I don't have time for this. So then he like calls back again. I got a stain on my favorite shirt. Can you get it out? I'm like, this is not what happens when mommy leaves the house. <laughs> Like, this is not what we agreed upon when you decided you were going to babysit the, the little one for us so we could have a night out for a little while. But it was so funny to be out. And then once we're out, we were like, oh, my God, we're so tired. And it was so nice to not be home. But we were so tired that I was like, I don't even want to get it in. Like, I just want to have a couple beers and go home and snuggle. I mean, we still didn't get home until, like, almost one. Yeah, we But left, we were exhausted. We left after you. Because, you know, I was like, Paco, I'm real bitchy. <laughs> and I can't fix it. So, like, I'm going to need you to pound the anger out of me. <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'll grab the tab, baby. You go on head home. Right. And I love it when he says, I'll grab the tab. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So I get home and I feed my fish because I feed them in the morning and I feed them at night. Okay. So I feed my fish and my fish are crazy. Oh yeah, you got to talk about your fish. This is we were we were howling at her grumpy ass last night venting about her fish. First of all, Paco doesn't allow real animals in the house. It's a thing. 
He tells me I can have a fish. Mm-hmm. So I get these fish, and Paco really does. Like, he goes out, he gets me a fishbowl, he gets me gravel, he gets me some stuff to put in the water to keep it clear. Like, a little tree. Mm-hmm. Like, Paco is, like, all for me having these fucking fish. Right. So I keep the fish. I sit down in the basement, and I have a little side table. And I keep the fish on the side table so I can talk to them. Mm-hmm. Because apparently if you talk to the fish, they it encourages them to grow and things like that. Oh, okay. And no, they fucking ignore me. They're fucking fish. They're right. Like, <laughs> yeah. They just open and close their mouth all day. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, their names are Lilo and Stitch. Okay, so, because there was four, and they were the Ninja Turtles, and now they've been renamed. Now I've renamed them because there's a girl and there's a boy, and there's water involved, so I named them Lilo and Stitch. Okay. So. Oh, my God. Last night, I come home, and I'm watching the fish, and the female fish, who I think has irritable bowel syndrome because (laughs) she shits all the time, and every time I turn around, she's shitting. (laughs) Your fish has irritable bowel syndrome. I'm like, what the fuck? But anyway, she's like... (laughs) <sighs> same fish. Danielle says same. I have two heavy irritable bowel. But she is like going up under the male fish and like headbutting him. And then she like screams across the little like five inches of fucking space she has and like <laughs> spearheads him in the side. And then they're like going rolling all over the place like this. Oh my God. And I'm like, babe, they're fighting. He was like, they're not fighting, they're fish. <laughs> they're fucking, she is like aggressive. <laughs> Like, I'm angry, and I think because she's female, she feels my anger, so now she hates him. I was like, I'm fucking over it. I was like, maybe I should take her out of the bowl tonight, because she's, like, kind of being a cunt. Yeah. Cunty goldfish. And he's like, babe, it'll be fine. So every night when I go to bed, I look at my little fishies, and I say, okay, I'm going to bed. Please don't die. No. <laughs> And then, I go, then I go to bed. Uh-huh. Last night I was really worried. Like, I didn't really sleep that well because I thought, like, I was going to come down to a dead male fish because my female fish is being a bitch. Oh. It was fine, though. She was a little bit more mellow this morning. I guess she had her moment. Oh, my God. Kind of like you. Yeah. You, too. Yeah. Now, are, do you feel better today? You seem like you're a little better today. I am better today, but I was very angry for, like, three days. I've been angry. Yeah. And there's nothing that anybody could do. Like, Paco... Was supposed to, like, I was supposed to go to this gender reveal yesterday by myself. Paco canceled his plans to go with me. I figured out I'm really good at cornhole. <laughs> um, there And we had a good time, and it's a boy. And I knew it was a boy. I told Claire when she told me she was pregnant. I was like, that's a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a boy. And, um, yeah. Like, we went out. We had a good time. Then he left and he went to the cornhole tournament that he was supposed to be with with Jimmy, went and hung out with him for a while. And then I went to the pub and then he showed up at the pub, which was very sweet because I wasn't expecting him. I know, that's what you were saying. And then, you know, we ate and we went home and, you know, we watched my fish be assholes and went to bed and, you know, did what we had to do. (laughs) Did what we had to do. We did what we had to do. And people, I was crying in the middle of it. Because I'm telling you, my hormones are crazy. Like, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm trying to adjust to being at work with a new job, not having any friends there yet, not really having anybody to hang out with. And then my phone took a shit, so I don't even have TikTok. Like, oh my God, she's like, I'm living like a peasant because she's on her laptop. I'm on my laptop right now, like a motherfucking peasant. Like, well, what did we shit? learn about phones, Jamie? That we need to put them in a protective case because you drop your phone and it broke. Whatever. 
Look, I drop this motherfucker all the time. That's why this is in this thing because I too can't. I, literally all day long, I dropped a damn phone. Like if I didn't have this little bumper car thing on the whole thing, like you know, the, it's like when you um, you know, when you're bowling and you're a kid and it's got little bumper lanes. That's kind of what this feels like. It's like there's it's a bumper pad around the whole like phone because I can't be trusted with one. Seriously, but I've had this for you know two years and I drop it near constantly. Yesterday, for instance, it I was sitting on the couch. It fell on the floor. Bruce went to go pick it up for me. He handed it to me. I flung it out of his hand by accident. Fell back on the floor just yesterday. And he's like, "Can you stop swatting the so phone out of my hand?" I went to Verizon to um, get the new one. That's it's coming FedEx. Mm-hmm. Do the insurance on it. And I hate FedEx, by the way. Yeah, me fucking too right now. FedEx is like the king of saying, we tried to deliver something to you and nobody was home. I'm like, motherfucker, I work from home. I'm home all day. You never came here. And I have cameras on my house, so I know motherfucking well you didn't come to the door. Dicks. Right. Well, I got... It's delayed. Whatever. But while I was out there, I was like, hey... Uh, he was like, hey, do you want to buy a case for your phone? And I was like, I can't bring myself to spend $40 on a fucking case. No, so, get one off of Amazon. I'm one off of Amazon. Yeah, this one was like five bucks. It's been great. Seriously, somebody better do something with her. But somebody better do something with this woman too. Because she's done lost her mind. Please This explain. is hilarious. So this is actually a thing that I saw in my timeline from somebody who posted this and they reposted it. So this woman, Katie, I'm not going to say her entire name, but you know, she has her little Facebook account and she says, this is so funny. Y'all, I've been praying for the owners of this deceased Yorkie laying in the middle of Lemberg Road the past two days, both headed to work and when I come home. She's like devastated. She sees this dead dog and like nobody's claiming it and it's this little tiny Yorkie. She says, I felt so bad for this poor dog's owner and praying to our Heavenly Father for some imagined sad, lonely old lady with an empty lap and a bag of uneaten dog treats. I started praying for her every time I passed this Yorkie's body. Well, today there wasn't too much traffic and I got closer to see him, her. Oh, Lord, help me, y'all. It's somebody's weave. I've been praying for a fucking wig. <laughs> some weaveless, wigless person out there has likely found their ne- their head now covered in prayer. You're welcome. Lord, help me weave. Oh, my God. That's so funny. And so she takes a picture of it and it really does look like a dead York- Yorkie in the middle of the road. So I'm going to show Jamie what the picture looks like. Oh my God. Tell me that don't look like a dead Yorkie on its side. That's like so it's been terrible. like matted up, and it's a fucking wig. So, <laughs> I'm gonna feed my pants. Here's a story. Mm-hmm. Story time. I'm gonna share this to our page right now, actually, you guys, because it's so, so funny. So Ron and I, back when love was young and new, and you know we were still together, we were driving down Blue Ball Road, which is in Maryland, mm-hmm. and I swear to God that there was a freaking deer on the side of the road and I was like oh my god and it was it was getting it was like twilight it wasn't dark but it was like dusk yeah and I was like we gotta go make sure it's dead you know it looks like it's hurt like we gotta go make sure it's dead and he's like babe you know I don't have anything to kill this thing with except for a pocket knife and a jeep tire <laughs> and I was like I'm telling you there's something I, I, I have this awful feeling and I, I I'm so upset like we have to stop so he pulls out his knife like he's ready to take this poor thing out of its misery for me right and he gets out to the side of the road and he gets over to it and he looks down and he looks back up and he looks at me and he looks back down again he goes he shakes his head and i'm like what 
And he gets into the car and he goes, poor carpet. Ah! <laughs> he was like, I put it out of its misery for you. <laughs> it was a carpet. It was a rolled up rug. Like a brown rolled up rug. <laughs> and I thought it was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was like an on running joke throughout our relationship. He would be like, whatever, Jamie, poor carpet. Like, uh, so he wouldn't call me stupid because he knew I hated it. He would yeah. be like, oh, poor carpet. Uh, <laughs> or every time we rode past past the, the spot, he'd be like, that's where the carpet died. <laughs> well, Bruce and I did see something interesting yesterday. We, we took the kids over to see their grandparents yesterday. And we're driving down the road and he was like, oh, wow, somebody just threw a dildo into the middle of the road. And it's the kind that, like, suction cups. Oh, shit. And I... He, <laughs> And our daughter was like, it's a good thing I didn't see it. I was like, because I could just imagine it. Because she was like, it's a good thing I didn't see it. And I'm like, well, I can imagine you being like, hmm, how do I tell them what I just saw on the road without saying I saw a dildo in the middle of the road? She'd be like, well. And so I look at Bruce and he's like, well, it was Caucasian in color. <laughs> it was like, what you want? <laughs> it's Somebody Caucasian in color. Somebody is out there lonely as fuck. Right. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe, and it's like, we're right near University of Delaware, which is like the big party school, and it's definitely like student housing around in, in that area, you know, so I'm like, you can imagine somebody got a hold of something, just threw it out the window in a drunken whatever, but it was like, oh my god, like, it really was like this humongous one sitting in the middle of the street, and you're like, what the fuck? He took a picture of it, and then I forgot to get it from him, because I was going to post it on it our page. It was some weird college prank where they were like, pick a, you know, notorious 90s story, and they're like, we're in a bobbit. <laughs> Throw this bitch right out the window. <laughs> Speaking of penises. Oh, there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. apparently, mm-hmm. according to this TikTok doctor, this is from I fucking love science. We love this guy. These people, they're they're on point. Okay. So apparently, your penis can shrink as you get older, and, and your and, balls get bigger. <laughs> and then a TikTok, a TikTok doctor. Tells explains how to prevent it. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Says so good news for anybody with a penis they consider to be too lo- too large. Your penis shrinks as you age. Oh I'm my not god, Bruce it. is going to be dis- I'm just not devastated. Fucking having it. Bruce will be devastated. Whatever. Anyway. Oh shit. Sorry, people. It's a laptop. Cause she don't have her phone. She's living like a peasant, she says. I am says. living like a motherfucking peasant. Mm-hmm. Stop. Just just freaking go. All right. Says, just like everything else in your body, you ne- your nether regions go through changes as you get older. In case, in the case of your ears. What? What? They will continue to grow as you age. So your ears get bigger, but your dick gets smaller. <laughs> In the case of your penis and testicles, there will be some shrinkage. If a man's erect penis is six inches long when he's in his 30s, it might be far five or five and a half inches when he reaches his 60s or 70s. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Urologist Erwin Goldstein told Vice back in 2018, as well as the penis sometimes appearing smaller due to extra weight men tend to carry when they are older, 
The sorts of Mauna Kea is larger than Everest if you take account how far it extends below the surface. Oh, so they're saying that that, that extra pa- um, fat... Pooch. Yeah. Yeah, their pooch. It makes their penis look smaller because it's like... It's actually going into their pooch. Yes. Okay. So that's what that little example was. Anyway, it says... Blah, 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 blah. Your penis can sh- shape can also change due to... Peyronie's disease becoming a curve becoming curved when erect. What? Your penis can just get a disease? Oh my god. Peyronie's disease. So if it's curved, it's Peyronie's. Peyronie's is caused by a buildup of plaque, scar tissue, and scar tissue underneath the surface of the penis over time. The disease the disease is thought to affect 0.5 to 13% of men in the US. Through, though there are many, uh, though many are unaware that they have the condition, according to the urology department. Mm. What? So if your penis is curved, people, you need to. Get oh, my. oh my god! Lady, Did you just hear her? Lady just farted like a grown ass man. <laughs> oh my. Oh. <laughs> Holy I wonder shit! If it's on there. Oh my god! I wonder if we caught it. <laughs> it was like. I don't know, but good lord. I hope it doesn't stink. It as, probably will. As well as... <laughs> Did it just hit you? Oh, no, no, I'm just laughing. Danielle is losing her shit because her dog is bruised. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. Oh, no. Oh. Well, we were talking about penises. Oh, my goodness. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, it's this disease is um you can get plaque in your penis. So brush your penis three times a day. So it says as well as this, as you get older, your testosterone production slows down, which can affect the size and function of your testicles and penis. Right. Age related conditions such as <coughs> ar- arterial sclerosis, clogged blood vessels, can also reduce the blood flow to the penis, making it appear smaller. Oh my god. But according to Dr. Ed Zimmerman, who we who goes by Dr. Dick Doc, Doctor what? He goes by at Dick Doc on TikTok. No, there is a way you can prevent losing some of that volume and girth. So yeah, so if you're curious, like look him up at Dick Doc on TikTok. You know what? You that's, got me doing this damn TikTok that's now. Clever. I'm, I'm not, I haven't done anything with TikTok Dr. Z, answer the questions, what's the average size of a pickle? And then the original, uh, there's a, it says, penises shrink with age, just like how you lose volume in your face and neck, Dr. Zimmerman explained to BuzzFeed, down below you lose girth, as you'll lose, and you'll also lose length, and if you're rarely using it, it truly is a use it or lose it type of deal. Really? Y'all are out there not fucking, you better find something. <laughs> Because if you don't use it, it really will be worse. So it's saying the way to prevent all this is essentially keep using it regularly and it will slow down any shrinking. As an added benefit, studies have shown that you can reduce risk of prostate cancer by having sex a lot. Oh my God, don't be telling my husband that shit. Are you kidding? I suck Paco's dick all the time so he doesn't get prostate cancer. <laughs> and suck his dick all the time. I do, because I'm like, no babe, this is... Because not only does it prevent prostate cancer, it mm-hmm. lowers risks of strokes and all types of other things like a man orgasming has so much health benefits for them 
I'm You're just, just trying to keep him healthy. At this point in time, I'm just keeping him the fuck alive. Like, I'm like, you better marry me, <laughs> but I'll alive. stop doing this and you'll die. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, somebody did die in this scenario, and it was kind of crazy. So, there's these, this is from Insider, and it was posted on the 31st, so was that yesterday? And it was a bra- a, ba- a brown bear attacked a group of campers, eating one and forcing the others to flee barefoot into the mountains. And so they basically what happens is it says a, the group of hike- hikers on a camping trip unpacked their belongings. One was attacked and killed by a brown bear in Russia. The group was hiking in the popular Ergaki National Park in southern central Russia when the tragedy occurred on July 27th. Um, Krasnoyarsk. Regional News Service reports that the men scaled a wall of rocks once they saw the drooling bear, but one man, Yevgeny Starkov, 42, lagged behind. One of the survivors told the locals' news that they watched their friend get devoured before fleeing further into the forest after the bear caught sight of them. Oh, you ain't mm-hmm. gotta be fast. You just gotta be faster than the other guy. You gotta be faster than the other guy. The group walked for seven hours barefoot through the wilderness without any equipment before they reached safety and were able to inform authorities of the incident. Ergaki National Park has made a number of statements on their VK page, a Russian social media platform. The administration confirmed the incident announced that the park, the park, aside from the specific trails, would be closed to visitors until November 1st. I'm like, oh my God, this is the second fatal bear incident in the National so, Park this summer. we all know the Olympics is on right now. Yeah. So me and Paco were watching track and field the other day. Like, bitches jumping over hurdles and people running really fast. <laughs> Okay. And I said to Paco, I said, I don't know even why we watched this because we haven't had a really fast Olympic runner since Flojo. And I might be I thought we had one right now. The one who was smoking weed and because her mom died. I forget what Is she even allowed to compete? I thought she wasn't allowed to compete. I I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I said to Paco, I was like, I don't think it's fair because we as a nation are spoiled. Mm. Like people from Russia, they run fast. Because they're trying to get away from fucking bears. People that come from all these other third world countries are running because they're used to running away from lions and fucking hippos. Oh my god. So I feel like. That is not true. They're running for survival (laughs) and they're like, I can win an Olympic medal for this. And Americans are just like, I'm going to run. Like, we're not running from shit. Maybe a rabbit, maybe a dog. Like, Americans might run from a dog that's a little angry or the cops. Hmm. But as far as, like, real dangers like that, like, out in the wilderness, America really doesn't have that. Oh, my goodness gracious. Why is he screaming? (laughs) I don't know. Hold on. So these people are running for their lives, and America is just spoiled, and they're I just don't think we should have to compete. I don't think we should even compete in the track and field. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. She just makes up random shit. I think they're going to be faster than all of us because they have to run from Pumas and they're in the right. back of Nowhereville near no civilization. You know that's not true. I know. Do you know it's true? Because she I is. I really feel like you're like, well, yeah. Like, that's kind of how but that is. But there's still lions and tigers and bears, like, chasing after them fuckers all the time. What there is? I watch a lot of TV. I've never been to Africa or anywhere else or the, any of these countries. So I don't know how it works, but what they depict on TV... <laughs> well they gotta run it's survival oh my god speaking of i've been watching this show on amazon prime called the wilds okay and it's fucking fucked up 
Is it? Like, it's about these eight girls that are on an island, Mm -hmm. and they're going to this, like, weekend retreat, girls retreat. Okay. And the plane crashes, and they end up on, on an island. Oh. Come to find out that it was all a plan. Like, there's this, like, psycho lady watching them, and she thinks she's doing, like, this amazing research when I basically she's just leaving people on an island to fucking suffer. And it's very like M. Night Shyamalan ish. Shyamalama Lama Lama? Yeah. Like it's very that, like it's like that that twist of like the village and, and like the sixth sense. They have that yeah. twist. And I was like, what the fuck? So I watched the very last episode today and she, one of the girls, they're in this like encampment now. They were rescued, which they really weren't rescued. And she, this girl gets away and she's exploring shit and she sees that now on the island, there's eight boys. What? So there's going to be another season? Yes. So now there's boys there too. Right. But they're Like not, little boys or big boys? Like they're teenagers. Like, with teenagers like or 16, with grown women? 17 year olds. No, they're by themselves. Like they, they act like. They thought they were going to Hawaii for a weekend getaway. It's a girls' retreat, right? And then the train, the plane crashes, and they all end up on this island, and they right. have to learn to work together like a Lord of the Fly situation, right? But they just found a whole out, bunch of boys. Well, they go through this thing where you know they're showing the things that happen. One of the girls ends up dying. One of the girls, oh no! Like there's a bunch of things that happen. And eventually they get rescued. Okay. They're not really rescued, though. It's just the people that put them there came to God get them so they can be, like, heroes. What? But because the lady's trying not to get sued, because one of the girls got their hand bit off by a shark and, like, a bunch of shit, they're trying to, Oh, my to, like, God. They got them, like, in this bunker trying to debrief these girls. Okay. And so one of the girls escapes her room... And she's trying to get out of the encampment. Right. And she stumbles upon the computer room. So even though they're off the island, now this bitch has done this to a group of boys. Oh, so now there's a group of boys there. Right. So the next season is going to be about the boys. Oh, my God. Yeah. So does she just take random people and just set them up? Because it's, like, so weird. you got to watch it. It's very hard to explain. And it's one of those things where you can't miss an episode. Like, you have to be focused. There's ten episodes. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called The Wild. All right. Well, right now I'm finishing up watching The Sopranos. Because I watch The Sopranos. I'm, like, really trying to, like, you know, follow it out. And I think it's almost over. I'm, like, I think I'm on season five or six or something. Yeah, I couldn't get into The Sopranos. Paco tried. And I was, like, this is I did. I mean, I watched, like, a season or two when it first came out a million years ago. And then um, I just started watching it again. And now that I'm older, it was okay. But they just killed off Adriana. And I'm, like, disappointed. But I heard that, like, um, the way this ends is, like, one of the most disappointing things ever. Yeah, it just fades to black. There's no, nothing. And they're getting ready to do a Sopranos prequel. It's about to come out on HBO Max, I think. Oh, well, let's, speaking of um, things that are coming back out again, let's talk about Ghostbusters, shall we? Oh my we? god, I'm so excited. Does that not look freaking amazing? I think it's Egon's grandkids. That It would make sense that it was the so Egon's, it's yeah. it's Egon's grandkids, and they go and they move into his old house. Right. And there's, like, they're trying to, they end up trying to save the town, I think. Right. But they find, like, the little ghost thing, and I think they accidentally let the ghost things out. That's what I'm gathering. But it's got the little kid from 
um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things in it, and he's a little brilliant little fucker. So, like, I have a <laughs> brilliant little fucker. It's called um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I am very excited about this one. And I have the trailer. I'm so upset that it's not coming out until November. I want it now. Right. Like, how are you going to do that? And, like, are they going to put it on HBO X? Or do, are we going to have to um, wait for it? It says, the Ghostbusters Afterlife full trailer is finally here. And you know what that means. It's mass hysteria with cats and dogs living together. With living cats and dogs living together time. I mean, talk about the trailer just blew our minds and gave us everything we wanted and hoped for. This approach to be appears to be taking two-fisted approach to Stranger Things. This time around, we receive we are receiving a larger picture of what to expect. We are also completely covered in chills. I wish oh, it says I couldn't imagine a better way of to give us everything we love about Ghostbusters while giving us something new and endearing. I got all kinds of feels with what they did with the Egon storyline. They didn't overlook his death. The film is pretty much centered completely on Egon's family from which what we what we can see here. It also got me in my heart. My heart. In my heart. <laughs> it also got me in my heart's gut when we see a carbon copy of Egon and his and his grandchild. There is another emotional element of this whole thing. We are very close to seeing Ghostbusters the afterlife before COVID arrived. Now that it's finally coming out, it's also arrives with a feeling that we that we have busted through the COVID and finally got through this pandemic. I mean, can we talk about the mobile RC ghost trap? <laughs> anyway, the movie uh, uh, the movie arrives in November. Yes, November eleventh so, or something like that. So here is the trailer, yeah. and here is the little kid from Stranger Things. He's just a little brilliant actor. He really is good. I'm so super freaking psyched to see this movie. So this, this is movie. the full trailer. I don't think we should watch it now, though, because that it's we'll just watch it. Well, later. the cast is kind of amazing. It's Bill Murray, right. Dan Aykroyd, Finn Wolfhard, which is who we're talking about, brilliant little kid, McKenna Grace, who's so adorable, Paul Rudd, who never fucking ages. Oh, my God. I fucking want to. Like, ever. And then Ernie such, Hudson. Such naughty things to Paul Rudd. I know. So Ernie Hudson, who is Winston, and then Sigourney Weaver, who is Dana. So, they're all, like, coming back, which is extremely exciting, except for... Right, and, and of course the what's him called? And I the think he passed away. The secretary. Yep, she's is on there too. And I'm so excited. for Annie Potts. Annie Potts. I'm so excited yes. for it. Like I can't even like wait. Like November can't come here soon enough. They have su- They have some really really good ones. They have like Bokeem Woodbine as a sheriff. So I love me some of him too. He's hot. But anyway, so we're really excited about seeing that movie for sure. And. There's six of us now. I better start saving my money up now because it's going to cost me a small goddamn fortune to take all these people. <laughs> take all these people to the movies. Um, what's wrong? What my are you doing? battery is running low. Oh, I was wondering. I'm like, she was starting to look all around. You looked all panic and I wasn't trying. I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah, well, I looked at the time thinking if the battery dies, like, is that okay? Well, I have this thing that somebody posted. Again, it was like a, a picture that somebody took. And um, his name's Eric, and it's not even a friend of mine, so it was whoever. They they saw it, he posted it, and then everybody shared it on Facebook, of course. But um, there was this picture, and it was on the front door of an establishment called The Barrel House. And it's on 417 East 3rd Street in Dayton, Ohio. And apparently, every Wednesday is Wu-Tang Wednesday. Wu-Tang! So, this is what the note said, and I thought it was so freaking funny. It says, we will be playing unedited hip-hop 
starting at 3 p.m. today for Wu-Tang Wednesday. Due to the nature of the music, there may be language which may offend you or your kids. Unless, of course, you take parenting advice from Old Dirty Bastard, in which case Wu-Tang is for the kids. I don't know. I'm like, could you imagine me trying to take Aiden in there with his little, you know, bad word police self? He'd be on overly. He'd be throwing, he'd be right now tickets to everybody. Like, why does the bitch have to have his money? <laughs> bitch better give him money. I just uh, thought that was really cute. I, it's kind of different. I don't know. But if you guys are ever in town and you're ever at the Barrel House and you ever want to take a little bit of video on Wu-Tang Wednesdays and send it to us, send it to us at uh, straightfromthenet at gmail.com. So, what do you got on your peasant machine? Poor Jamie and her. Um, she's got the biggest laptop I've ever seen, and she's like, I'm living like a peasant. I'm like, that laptop is probably a really expensive laptop. So, <laughs> but she's a peasant. I have um, some Jimmy Fallon shit where he describes Olympic events, mm-hmm. but badly. Oh, okay. So, let's open it up. <laughs> okay. Do it. I have to double click my Do mouse. it. Do it now. Okay. So, here are some of the jewels. Uh, what just happened? Hold on. So, fencing. <clears throat> Somebody described it as beekeepers trying to stab each other. <laughs> okay. Synchronized swimming. Swimming for drama majors. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shot put. The thing you always wanted to do in a bowling alley but couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Curling. Competitive swiffering. Competitive swiffering? Gymnastics. Oh the balance <sighs> beam. The ultimate driving while intoxicated test. Dirt biking. Watch guys named Jackson hurt themselves. <laughs> and Jackson is spelled with two X's. Uh, is that it? Oh, that's it. There's only those few? Well, that fucking sucks. Jimmy Fallon, I couldn't even hide some fucking time with it. I guess we'll do the, um, the, um, I'm an asshole thing. Okay. Because this was dumb. Look, this won't, this people... Have a 16-foot python, and they're like, it's so gentle with their favorite girl, and it's this little tiny girl, and this python is just like a pet dog. No, that python is sizing her up. That's what everybody says. They're like, look at it. Look at it. Yeah. Aw. I mean, it looks- No. Did that thing just come to her when she called it? Yeah. Like a dog. That's crazy. I'm still going to go with, um, fucking no. Yeah, that's a big old no for me. It's all fun and games until, you know. That's a no for me. So you wake up and your daughter's, like, crushed to death and half eaten by a snake. I know. And that's a big ass snake, too, so. It's a humongous snake. All right, so I have an Am I the Asshole? Uh, okay, you, yeah, I, I'm ready for this one because I was a little confused when you were sort of trying to tell me about it. So, right. I'm, okay, let's, let's go. Let's so, do this. I'm just going to preface this with, with, I don't think she's an asshole. For okay. the first time ever. Actually, no, like the second yeah. time. Yeah, we've had when some. When we're yeah. like, not the asshole. Right. Okay. So, um, this is on Percolately, but it's, you know, it's a Reddit forum. They just take it from there. 
Um, okay, so it says Monsters Drama by suggesting to the family that an heirloom necklace go to the birth daughter instead of an adopted daughter. And I know you all were like, oh my God, but just listen. Mm-hmm. Just listen because it sounds bad, but it says, oh, I got to hit the read more. Boom. Sorry. Computer. Peasant life. Okay. Okay. So it says, I, age 30 female, just had a baby girl, Lily, a few Mm. months ago with my husband, a 31-year-old male. I have a son from a past marriage. He's 12. His name is Jack. And my husband adopted a girl, 14, female named Emily, about three years ago. I married my husband about a year and a half ago. I also did adopt Emily when we got married, which she barely agreed to. The OP also struggled to connect with her adoptive daughter. I love my adoptive daughter so much, and I try to be a great mother figure to her. She doesn't call me mom It isn't, and isn't very interested in spending time together, which I respect because she has been through a lot in the past few years. But I still make it a point to include, include her in discussions and try to spend special one-on-one time with her. Right. So I have a necklace that has been in my family for a few generations. The first one to have it was my great-grandmother. She received it on her wedding day. So now it is given to the oldest daughter on her wedding day, which is when I received it. And that's just... Right. It's very beautiful and priceless, and I keep it in a special box that stays locked with a key. My family is aware of the necklace, and my children have seen it and know the significance. So... It says, we are having a get-together with family because, you know, you know what is finally allowing it. So they're saying because COVID is finally allowing it. Right. And my grandmother started asking about the necklace and if it will continue the tradition and go to Lily someday, to which I said yes. And here's where it gets tricky for me, people. It says, my husband, who was half listening, turned and said, shouldn't it go to Emily? Hmm. I didn't want to discuss it in front of our family, so I smiled and said, we'll talk about it later. My husband kept pushing it, and Emily heard her name, so she became involved with the conversation as well. My mom said that the necklace obviously should go to Lily since she's blood family, which I later told her was a very inconsiderate thing to say in front of Emily. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, really, I would not be happy with yeah, that. I didn't really voice an opinion one way or the other, but I did agree that it makes sense to go to Lily. So some feelings were hurt along the way. Emily hates arguments and raised voices, so she said, I wouldn't want your stupid necklace anyway, and ran inside crying. My husband wanted to talk to her. My family thinks that Lily deserves the necklace, and while it is sad for Emily, she is old enough to understand the differences. I really love Emily, and I don't ever want to hurt her, but I agree that this necklace might mean more to Lily since I will be for, it will be from her direct heritage. Emily already has her own items that her mother had gifted her. I suggested to Emily that she go and she and I go out and pick out a necklace together for her, just the two of us, but she refused and now isn't talking to me. Oh. My well, ha- did anybody ask her how she was feeling about it? It seems like we're losing that. Like, nobody, like, she didn't go and say, all right, what's going on? You know, let's talk through this or something. Was it what this person said, that person said, or? I don't know, but we'll, I don't know. It says, my husband doesn't want to get in the middle of it because it's, it's my necklace and my decision, he says. But I can't, I can tell he feels disappointed that I would consider choosing Lily over Emily. My other worry is if Emily gets the necklace, Lily will find out in the future from my family and might get upset. 
Please let me know if I'm wrong here. I really don't know how to solve this. To clarify, I'm not against giving Emily the necklace. I worry about her not valuing it because right now she doesn't even want to be part of my family. If Lily grows up and doesn't value it, she's not getting it either. So am I the asshole for automatically thinking my birth daughter would have valued the necklace more? Oh, I don't know. It leaves stuff out for me. Right. It leaves stuff out because we don't know why Emily is upset about it. Yeah. So but it's like I would want to know that first. So I, it's like I can't even decide if she's the asshole or not until I know why Emily's upset. If Emily was like... You know, it's not a big deal. Like, I have stuff for my mom. I want her to have stuff from your mom. Then I'd be like, no, of course not. You're not the asshole because you already talked to the little girl. Right. But once you adopt her, it doesn't matter what heritage as far as I'm concerned. Right. That's your daughter. That's your daughter. Regardless, it's your, now it's your heritage because you chose it. And if you're leaving her out by saying, well, it's not really your lineage. Like, you know, you're you're not by blood. That You're an asshole. Yeah, but at the same time, she's worried that she's not going to bond with this child because when she tries to, the child has no interest in her. Well, not only that, too, but, I mean, I think they're kind of jumping ahead in this scenario because neither one of them are getting married. Right. Right? The one's adopted and is 14 years the old. Other the other one's a baby. So, I think everybody's kind of getting ahead of the game. And maybe it's just a little too soon right. to figure it out. I would think maybe, it would go to who wants it the worst. Right. And maybe you or maybe should you, keep your fucking family out of your business. Like, your family shouldn't be over there talking about the necklace. Well, and what about the necklace is it? Like, is there a couple stones on it? Can you, like, break the stones in half somehow? Like, I mean, there's... I need more information to decide on this. This one's too hard for me to decide. Anyway. Usually I'm pretty good about being judgmental as shit, and I can't do it on this so one. So this one says, not the asshole. My husband doesn't want... And it says, my husband doesn't want to get in the middle of it. Because it's my necklace and my decision. But he threw himself into it immediately. When you told him you guys could take care of, talk about it later, he pushed for it. It's nice to know after stirring the pot and causing an issue, he just wipes his hands of it and goes back and backs away. Yeah. That's where I was like, you motherfucker. This was exactly what clicked for me. For someone who doesn't want to get in the middle of something, sure made a considerable effort to do just that. Just wow. OP is not the asshole. The, nec- the mm. necklace should go to whoever she wishes. I understand the disconnect between Emily and the OP, but the heirloom necklace isn't the way to build a connection. Right. So. Mm, I don't know. Like I said, there's just too much missing for me. Uh, It's hard for me to decide at this point. She said, and to be honest, after the way the husband pushed and pushed till there was an issue, I have to wonder how much of the divide between the OP and Emily is he doing? Hmm. And, and, I mean, she could be married to a narcissist and still have her blind, her love bug goggles on. Like, she don't know. He does not get to push the issue in front of Emily and the rest of the family creating an argument and causing Emily Emily to be aware of the situation and feel bad. Yeah. And he could have held his tongue and they could have discussed it privately, yet later say he doesn't want anything to do with it. Right. He should have thought about that before he spoke. Also, it's not an heirloom. It's not his heirloom to decide the fate of. What an asshole. OP needs to call him out for his shit stirring and then washing his hands of it. He's not communicating like a partner should. It's a messy situation, but there are a lot of facts about the OP relationship and Emily that make me think she is not in the wrong or feeling the item should go to her daughter. It's not Emily. It's not that Emily is adopted. It's their relationship doesn't really feel like a mother-daughter one. Apparently because Emily isn't comfortable with that. And that could change. That's what I'm saying. It could change. I'm like, right. she's 14. So why are she's they like a hormonal. This? There's a hormonal teenager that doesn't want anything to do with anybody half the and time. Who at that apparently point. is going through some shit. 
Your sub talks all the time about oh, the crap. step parent, how step parents should let step kids lead in inter- interactions and not push to make of the relationship more than what the kids are comfortable with. That said, it's understandable it would hurt Emily, especially since Grandma made that tactless comment about being blood. Yeah. Also, P.O. got an impossible scenario. Surely we can imagine, an, uh, am I the asshole from the point of view of the stepdaughter who feels like she has a stepmom who pushes her to wear a necklace she feels no emotional tie towards? I could just imagine my husband telling me that his daughter, my stepdaughter, who I love to the moon and back, should be getting my grandma's diamond earrings, which I got from my own grandma before dying in the Holocaust. Mm. Mm. So basically they're just blaming the husband at this point. But you're right, but they never give you enough fucking information. No, because that's, that's a, you know what, that right there is a situation that has a lot of layers to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot, a lot, a lot of layers. Because first of all, we don't know how Emily feels about her new mom. Mm-hmm. Emily obviously had no mom, had a mom at one time. We don't know the story. Like, did Emily's yeah. mom die? Or did mm-hmm. Emily's mom lose custody because she was crazy and a drug addict and, and couldn't take care of her daughter? Like, yeah. there's a lot of things. Maybe that's why Emily isn't quick to bond with somebody because she's afraid if she bonds with her, she's going to lose her. Like, or she could just be, like, a teenager and she adopted her and the teenager just is like, whatever. Right. Like, you'll never like be a, my real mom because she was old enough to remember her mom. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm saying. There's, like, way too much going on for me at, in that point to be able to make a decision. The only and, thing I'm sure of is the husband is an asshole. But even that, you're like, okay, well, shouldn't it have come from her, blah, blah, blah. And like, her mother. You can kind of see why he would say, well, that is your daughter. You adopted her. So, again, in my mind, it's like, but no, it is your daughter. You adopted her. I understood his point at first. Yeah. But for then him to be like, no, I don't want anything to do with it. After he already started this whole big thing. Like, he started I think the it. grandma's the one who started the whole oh, big yeah. thing. yeah. Fuck that woman with her little, she's not real family. That's what I'm saying. Fuck I think you. I think grandmom started it and dad reacted, you know, in whatever way. I don't know. I think they're all jumping the fucking gun, honestly. I think they made a big old stink about a whole lot of nothing. I think it should have been like, you know what? Right now, we're just, nobody's getting married right now. We're, we're kind of a far away from right. that. Like we're I have six, two daughters. We're at least six years from the first wedding. If, if not more these days, because most people don't even get married until they said like 25 or something, statistically speaking or something. Is oh, yeah. So I'm just thinking, you know what? Why is everybody jumping the gun? You have like an infant and a 14-year-old and you should just give it time. And you adopted that daughter. So I don't want to hear any bullshit about anything else. So that's kind of how I feel. I think they jumped the gun and they're having a big old rock like dramatic thing over nothing, over nothing. just yet yeah i mean because then you don't even know like i mean i have to have more information this is the necklace blah blah, blah. like what if it's got like a couple stones on it maybe you could or break the stones up and everybody can have one yeah I, well, that's what i'm saying if it's a locket too then then you're kind of like stuck like maybe you can get a recreation or something i don't know there's got to be other things that you can do when you have two daughters i think it's really shitty right so, for instance, for me, like, my, my first engagement ring came from my grandmother. We were a very, very young couple, and we didn't have any money. So, my, my grandmother had actually got a ring for herself as a retirement present. And when I was going to get engaged, she knew that we didn't have any money. So, she went to my ex-husband at the time and said, give her this. And it was like a pear-shaped diamond. And, and, you know, I had a couple, you know, diamonds on it. And I had always actually really, really loved the ring. So, she gave it to him. And, you know, when we got divorced, she was like, well, what are you going to do with that ring? And I was like, well, I'm going to give it to one of the boys, whoever gets engaged first. You know, so in my mind, it's like that. But then you're kind of like, well, then you got another kid who doesn't have anything. So I need to create another thing for them. Right. 
you know, so in my mind, it's like, well, I don't want one to get away with not having something. So I want the other one to have something. So I'm hoping I'll end up finding another thing. But I mean, the boys may not care. It may be something I only give a shit about. And the boys won't really care. But, and they maybe they, they look at the ring and maybe the one is like, you know, that's just not for her style. She's not going to like that. I mean, you just don't know. You know right. what I mean? So, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm getting ahead of the same thing. But I was always like, well, just in case I would like to have another thing that's special well, for the I other have, one. Well, my grandma passed. She gave me this ring before she died. Mm-hmm. Um, about six months before she died. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to have this. Like, it was very important for my grandmother to give me something specific. Right. Because I was so close to her. Yeah. Um. So, we have this and her pearls. Mm. Which are also at my house. Mm-hmm. And when Carrie got married, she got to wear the pearls. And we, I have it for people who want to get married. Like, I plan on wearing them on my wedding day. Right. But there wasn't much of anything to give away. Mm. But I have this ring. And mm-hmm. this ring means the world to me. And when I go, it's it's just a simple ring. It's not worth a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. But when I go... Take this ring off my finger and give it to my daughter. Right. But I'm very lucky because I only have one. You only have one daughter, yeah. Because it's like, what would you do if you had two daughters? Right. But I also, I also have Devin. Like, if me and Paco get married and we're together forever, I love Devin already, like mm-hmm. my very own. So I, of course, want to have something to give to him too. Right. But it's just not going to be a ring. Like, it's going to be something different. Right. I just have to figure out what that would be. Right. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like once you get into a couple kids, right? I don't know. I mean, you know, we've got four kids between the, you know, between the two of us now. Our family is comprised of four kids, but I only have one daughter, right? So it's kind of interesting. So we'll have to wait and see how things pan out, and we'll let you know. But in the meantime, take us home, Jimmy, on our very first episode of season three. If your penis is curved and you would like to know whether or not you have that weird disease we talked about <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast, write us in. Send us a pic. We'll no. check it out and ask the dick doc on TikTok. Please stop telling people to send us like, Please shit. stop telling people to send us dick pics. Nobody's going to really send us a dick pic. You know what? Eventually they will. Because you know what? Right now we have tens of listeners. Tens of listeners? <laughs> but at some point it's going to become hundreds of listeners and then thousands of listeners. Because we got to put your time in on a podcast. you got to be around for a while. Anyway. And we're going to start getting them. It's fine. Just send them my way. And I'd be like, you know what? This is your fault. I'll judge them. This is um, your fault. Please be aware if you send us a dick pic, I'm going to judge you and call you out on the podcast. Anyway. User. You write us a- <laughs> She'll be like, user Dante586 at Supermax. We got it. <laughs> Thumbs up. We rated a 9 out of 10. Dick pic of the week. Anyway. <laughs> no, you can write oh us at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at straightfromthenet. You can find me on TikTok at Jamie Hullaball. Um And... Uh, all your major platforms you can find us, but there's one place that you can find us that you can't find anybody else. Danielle. It's the WMLD, the voice of Hudson Valley Radio. That's correct. They thought it was a great idea to put us on New York Daytime Radio. We'll take it. So every every Friday at 10 o'clock, you can catch us on the WMLD and you can find them on all the major app stores or the TuneIn app. Um, And if you miss it, that's okay. They're going to replay us on Saturdays at 7. We think we've still not checked. 
No. We're a bunch of losers. We, we don't suck. even check on our own radio shows to make you know sure what? they we're do it. We're fucking tired. We are fucking tired. Okay? We're tired. And we're um, and angry. <laughs> there's a lot happening. Um, so if you miss it, that's okay. Like I said, they're going to replay it on Saturdays at 7 o'clock. And if you miss that, that's okay, too. Want to know why? Because I'm going to take this episode, I'm going to upload it to SoundCloud, and it's going to just shoot out to everybody like all over the place. Drop it like a tut. That's correct. It's going to be everywhere you can hear podcasts, because apparently it's just how it goes. Um, but you know what I didn't do? Or we didn't do real quick, like, and I guess I'm not going to be able to do it. I wanted to try and check and see, like, who was our person this week. Okay, I'm just knocking stuff into the trash can. Because we're getting, like, all these really great, like, kind of new listeners and whatnot. And I was like, I thought it'd be really cool to just say, hey, we see you out there. Yeah, there's, like, a new Bruce person. I don't know. There's somebody over in Bear that's been, like, really tearing us up, too. But, um, so this week we got India, Belgium, and France. So, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to us out there. Um, I guess in the meantime, we'll see you next week. Be good people. We love you guys. Okay, bye. All right, bye.